<laughs> we just had a half hour of technical difficulties. I was actually kind of pumped to start this pod. Uh-huh. And now I'm not. Totally depleted. All. I am depleted of energy and excitement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet we still have to record half an hour on Furious 7. It's very important. In which, in my viewing, by the way, there's no one likes the Tuna podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. I'm Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. And that was the intro. So um, let's fucking do this. Um, so you had a chance to watch this movie yesterday? Yeah. Did you have to carve no, out? Yeah, no. I watched I watched part of it, yes. I really made it by the skin of my teeth for this mm-hmm. recording. Or what I thought was going to be the skin of my teeth. It mm-hmm. ended up being sort of plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that seems to be, you know, that sometimes that's the best way to do it. It's, it's just the full run in right up until recording time and just like barely seeing those end credits and then starting the podcast. Yeah, and just like roll right into one thing to into the next. Yes. Yeah, just get like fresh vibes. <laughs> yeah, um, I I like fresh viewing. Didn't like this movie. Basically, I concur. Really, I like that we're on like, <sighs> kind of the same wavelength we this are. season. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean we're yeah we're in different places most of the time, and we're in different it. places with our lives. You know, we have like families now. It's true, sort of, sort of, sort of. You have a child. <laughs> That's a dog, dog form. Uh huh. Um, I'm essentially a sailor. Yes. Uh, away from my homeland for many months at a t- many moons at a time. Looking at the um, stars, trying to find your way back home. Yeah, for real. It's called Delta Sky Miles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working them. I'm working them, Daryl. Um, all right. What didn't you like about? Let's go like the opposite route. Let's. What didn't you like about this movie? Mm-hmm. Um, like I thought this one, like this movie, felt distinctly like choppy to me this time. Mm-hmm. Like I still had the nice. They've created these really nice warm moments around Paul Walker and Mia, but I mean, a lot of it felt like it was a bunch of sort of clunky pieces that were kind of mushed together. Yeah. Um, I feel you. Specifically, like what felt clunky to you? Um, I mean, I think a lot of the, uh, hmm, it's just like, it's just like the whole, I don't know, the movement, yeah, the movement of everything just felt like it was mashed together. Like, Mr. Nobody always felt kind of out of place. And yeah. I think, like, in this view, like, he seems he's terrible, even more out of place. As if, like, oh, like, his introduction to um, the characters as we know them, like, comes as, I don't know, he, he either is too obscure, like, not related enough to have a place mm-hmm. in the movie, or mm-hmm. they use him as, like, a cheap, um, uh, I don't know, like, a device. He's an exposition device. You know, like, he's there to, like, give, he's there to say what's happening, mm-hmm. basically. Which I didn't right? like. No, it's horrible. They don't know what to do with him. They just somebody said they should. Have, what's that fucking actor's name? Um, not Bruce Willis. Nope, not is. Kirk Douglas. Which Russell, is the name that's in my Kurt Russell. Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So somebody was like, "Oh, we got to get Kurt Russell on this, right?" Well, maybe. And then Kurt, they had yeah. to write this role for Kurt Russell. 
and then it's fucking terrible basically right like he's not introduced in an interesting way he's sort of set up to be a bad guy but they don't make him a bad guy we've never seen him before so like this whole time when he's like the the moment when he's like injured in abu dhabi mm-hmm. you know he's like he's Gun dying shot. yeah but actually not dying because the helicopter is coming 30 seconds later um we don't care right right at all we're like fuck you die like right <laughs> you know what I mean? like who cares yeah they build this mystique around him and he's oh he's a ghost and we're hunting people and just like ghost girl the is one of the truly terrible moments in the franchise i feel like <laughs> <laughs> so Iggy Azalea moment, right? And then not only do they do the wait, where you been at, Ghost Girl? But then she like goes into a hazy like recollection moment. Uh-huh. And you hear Izzy Iggy Azalea again. It's like Ghost Girl. Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's really it's just awful. Sorry, but back to Kirk. Um, yeah, I mean, we set him up to be really mysterious and like, yeah, sort of a bad guy, but doesn't really deliver on any, on any fronts. He's not no. a really good guy. Like, no, no, he still wants to use the God's eye to like spy on the American public. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what do we, what do we know? So he's like ghosts and ghosts. Like, how do we, or what do we know about? The relationship, if any, between Mr. Nobody and Deckard Chung. They just know each other from criminal past. From work. Yeah. Or work buds. <laughs> old old colleagues. <laughs> well, Deckard was like, what, MI6 or something? Mm. And um, I guess we're led to believe that in Hobbs and Shaw. We are led to believe that in Hobbs and Shaw. But I think they explain it here. Don't they? Like, you have a moment where he's like, oh, this guy was... Oh, yeah, killed his whole team. commando or something. Uh, Burned his whole team. Right. Yeah. Mm. So maybe he knows him from just, like, the military. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the international military Look, circuit. Looked him up on military LinkedIn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, yeah. exactly where I found him. We're definitely connected. We've been uh, we've been LinkedIn connected for the past four years. Let's celebrate. Yeah, he won't accept my request. <laughs> Let's celebrate. <laughs> really pissing me off. Yeah, yeah. Mister um, Nobody listed an article that he thinks that he thinks he might like to read. Yeah, I mean it's 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 fair. They need a person to explain all this, right? Like they need a person to explain how Deckard Shaw fits into the picture because they want Jason Statham in the movie. They need a person to explain how Digimon Hijesu, or I, I can never pronounce the guy's name right, so I really apologize. It's, but um, how he how he fits into the picture, right? Mm. But I just feel like they just like, all right, there's all like movie script writing saying it's like, see it, don't say it, right? It's like mm-hmm. you don't don't tell me, show me. Show me how this dude fits in. You don't have to like lay everything out with like an exposition machine, mm-hmm. which is the only thing Mr. Nobody is. You know, he gets them from the funeral scene to the tech warehouse mm-hmm. to Abu Dhabi to Deckard's hideout 
to LA. You know what I mean? He like he is the mechanism that brings them from place to place, but he's a fucking terrible mechanism. And mm-hmm. Kurt Russell is bad, and the character is badly written, and makes absolutely no sense, basically. Mm. You know? All right. How about this? Do you think that mm-hmm. his character is only necessary because? And I forget the timeline around this, but maybe the um, the real life Dwayne Johnson Vin Diesel um, sort of like power struggle required that Hobbs Hobbs as a movie character could no longer sort of support the kind of like worldwide sort of yes. travels. Yes, right. He couldn't be the mechanism. He couldn't yes. do it anymore because he didn't want to in real yes. life. Like. He wanted to set out seven for sure, mm-hmm. right? He was not interested. He does he have a scene with Vin? No. Um, At the end, does he have a scene with it? No, he has the one in the beginning with Elena. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe in the hospital. Maybe that yeah. one in the one, hospital. One in the hospital where he's got the sandwich and he's like brother to brother. Here's the yeah. brother to brother answer. Yeah, here's the go get go kick it go kill that motherfucker. Kill that basically. some bitch. Kill that some bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so but he wanted to sit seven out like that's the deal. Right. Right. So if that's the deal, I'm just thinking. He can't be the mechanism that Mr. Nobody needs to become. Right. Hmm. Doesn't it feel like that's kind of what, at the end of um, at the end of six? That was gonna be like, oh, okay, like this, yeah, The Rock. Yeah, he talks. The Rock plays this role in six. Mm-hmm. He gets them from. He builds the team back together. He sets up their missions, identifies mm-hmm. the international bad guys. Yep. He goes with Tej to get cars. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he he intervenes in like the troops, the the British military guy, like uh-huh. trying to give him up. Right, right. He engineers the whole thing, and since the Rock, who did a good job doing that, kind of like was a kind of was a well written catalyst for the way this story moved. Uh, since he didn't want to do that anymore, he had to get Kurt Russell. But then you also still have The Rock and the whole like history of him being that role. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like it's really messy. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think the combination of these things sort of like yeah, these things that sort of don't make sense or in our um, developed so late in not late, but like just uh, the rapid development of these characters and these backstories is what makes sort of this feel mashed together. Extremely. Yeah. I suspect we'll feel that more going into eight as well. Mm -hmm. Like to an extreme degree. I honestly, I don't remember anything about eight. Yeah. Because Brian O'Connor, AKA Paul Walker is charming. Even when he's computer generated. Mm Mm-hmm. And carries this movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I put a big note on here. Just like Brian Dom chemistry. And I think like... Huge. Yeah. He's CGI'd in half the scenes here. Um, But... I think... Here's what my sneaking suspicion is. Mm -hmm. I think more than half. Yeah? 
I think a lot. I noticed him, I, his computer. I yes. agree. I noticed more. I noticed a couple more where I was like, oh, crap. Like, you're not in this scene right now. Yeah. Like, when he was yeah. at the, um, when he was, like, preparing the tower, the cell tower at the end, I always, yeah. I, like, never struck me as, like, that's not Brian O'Connor or that's not Paul Walker. But it's not. It's definitely not him. And when he's on the phone with Mia. No way. I'm pretty sure it's computer faced. No way. I I have a feeling. It has. I mean, it sort of makes sense only because, like, aren't we led to believe that sort of this was not the intended outcome, or as far as like their relationship is concerned? Like, the, 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 right. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have pre-filmed that scene. Right. Exactly. If he didn't. Do it. Yeah. 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 Oh. Totally. Wow. I never thought about that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of fucked up, right? Huh. Damn. It feels kind of gross. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Cuz the scene itself is so touching. Right. You know? It's like it's so beautiful. And like Mia is bad at acting, but she like does enough to make it the scene heartwarming and like you all the memories of you of me and you watching these since we were 11 years old suddenly fill in our minds and mm-hmm. twirl around except it's like jordana brewster who's bad and paul walker who's not there huh yeah man i don't know dude i feel weird about it basically yeah I never yeah. that yeah it didn't strike me as like a that's yeah but that makes sense. Um how did you feel about the building jumping Lycan Motorsport? Is that the name of the car? Lycan uh, Hyper Beast? Hypersport. Hypersport? Yeah. Okay. I I put that uh, I put that scene into the category as I was paying attention to as I was paying attention to when Paul Walker was there and when he mm-hmm. wasn't there I filed yes. under great chemistry doesn't really matter what he and Dom are doing like I like that they are doing something together and it's yes. very nice regardless of the fact that the scene itself and the jumping car are like totally ridiculous I file it under best scene in the movie <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> totally man yeah. it's like a great set piece a great action piece that you're totally right their chemistry is amazing right um, it's amazing it's amazing oh, he's an amazing guy <laughs> <laughs> like it's super fun they're like yeah. crashing through buildings you feel paul walker like be crazy afraid and it's like no 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 yeah you know it's awesome basically um i don't know what's better like i think safar is that his name safar yes safar Safar. can we both agree that safar is great and he should come back and be in the other movies yes please i would love to see more of him put him in a car really oh yeah put him in a car (laughs) put him in a car with somebody else driving yeah like have him be afraid (laughs) but uh give ramps give ramps your car and put safar in that car yes. and launch them down the road at high speed yes you know how tej couldn't fight before uh-huh and now in this movie he has that one scene where he kicks ass right 
well, you could do like Ramsey couldn't drive before, but now that she's been part of the family, she's imbued with the mystical abilities of vehicular warfare and can now drive. And she goes and picks up her friend Safar and they have to like escape somewhere. Oh, and they yeah. have a great dynamic together. This sounds like a side series to me. Like they could have their own. <laughs> Ramsey and Safar. <laughs> Fast and Furious presents <laughs> Ramsey and Safar. <laughs> It sounds great, actually. They're just all they need is like a fifteen-second montage in the beginning of her, um, yeah, driving a muscle car, like bringing those front wheels off the ground, and then she'll make a stop in Tokyo, do a couple uh, drifts, mm-hmm. drifts down the Midnight Mountain, and then yep. boom, she's got a movie. I think that sounds great, dude. <laughs> yeah, or is it is it not Ramsey and Safar? Is it? Roman and Safar. Whoa. That'd be pretty good too. That'd be amazing. A real Blair up right. situation. Really as, as Roman would put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What up? You want to do shout outs? Let's do some shout outs. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Um, Daryl, can I start off this week? Sure. You mind? Shoutouts is a segment we do where we just rep products and services or whatever we want mm-hmm. because we feel like it. Um, I think I'm going to ask you, I, I'm going to ask you a question that I, I really feel like is sort of a defining question of our moment, our cultural moment, um, that really decides sort of where, like where you fit in the sort of cultural zeitgeist of, uh, you know, international media, international entertainment, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay. This question is sort of going to determine where you belong. Do you know how the voice works? Um, You're talking about the voice, like, that's coming out of my body or the voice? No, I'm not. I'm talking about the voice, the singing competition. Whoa, dog. Um, All right. Um, (laughs) So the voice has three celebrities, three singing, uh, yeah, like A-list singing celebrities. I think it's four. Okay, four. They're Um, in chairs. um, They represent different styles of music. Pop music, yeah. R&B, country. Oh, right? this is something I did not understand. And what they do is they have their... I thought they were just four popular singers. Um, Probably yes, but I think they try to diversify the type yeah. of uh, yep. whatever celebrities they put on there. Okay. Um, and then it is then set up um, sort of like, yeah, whatever, audition. Okay, can I ask you a question? Because I like... Is the I don't know how the voice works. Okay. So is turning is the chair turnaround good or bad? Ah, good. It's good. It's okay, good. but they are hesitant to do it. All right. Sometimes. So the, Why? Yes. All right. So um, they set it up audition style and they obviously like American Idol, whatever, like they get hand selected such that there are a bunch of people that show up. Um, and what and what the so as the person if your first time if it's your first time on stage as a singer you walk up there and what you see yeah. are the four judges and they are sitting with their backs turned to you yes and, you, and you're supposed to sing introduce yourself or I think you just sing no but no backstory no they don't get to see you you, you have nothing sing. 
and based on your voice. Not like an outcast MI6 agent <laughs> right. to his whole team. Right. Um, and based on your skill, they will say, ah, oh, if I, I choose to turn my chair around and I want to select you to be on my team, I think. Yes. My team. No, that I get. And then they will train you to be a professional person. But why is the judge, right? Like the judge is sitting there. Mm-hmm. I only know this because I, my shout out this week is to like in my YouTube feed, there's popped up, there started popping up um, these like fastest turns <laughs> of the voice. <laughs> it's like 40 sing. It's like it's five seconds right. of like a singer starting to sing a fucking song, like take me home, country road. Like, and then, Jared's turn around. But, but they do this, it's 20 minutes long, and they just do like five seconds. Five seconds. They're incredible videos. Okay. These videos are just astonishingly addicting. Right? So, and like yeah. these people's hopes and dreams are coming through, and you just see their eyes like, but like they have got to keep singing, and sometimes it's like a real fat guy, but he's like got a beautiful voice. Yeah. And then the judges turn around, they're like, "Oh my god, he's like a baby angel!" It's amazing, dude. So, here's the question: Like, what? What? First of all, shout out to those vids. But second of all, like the judges are hesitant to turn around sometimes. They're like, uh, "Is he good?" Question mark, or is she good? Should I hit this button and turn around? So there must be a downside for the judges hitting the button and turning around. Mm. Yeah? I think yes. It seems mm-hmm. like a, maybe it's just an opportunity cost. Maybe you can only select so many people over a season. That, oh. said, that said, I'm not sure what happens on episode two. If on episode one you turn around. Yeah, that's the big question. What happens in episode two? It's like you already heard the person sing. Like... We here's here's my answer. I'll never know. Mm. I'll never know what happens. <laughs> I know said too. It's possible they're stuck with them, right? So if like they know how to sing one dope song, but then they blow chunks on like, you know, their rendition of Thriller. Yeah, Thriller or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Thriller is perfect. <laughs> you know, like a sweet, subtle Thriller. Mm-hmm. You know, like a reorchestration. If they blow chunks on that, then like I think the judges might be stuck with them. Mm. But they're also like, they... responsible for. There's some sort of training, mentorship, yes, aspect to this. Yes, but maybe yes. all right. Maybe it's like a maybe that's where like the vote at home component comes in. Like you choose a person for the voice, mm-hmm. and they have like a competition. Mm. Where there's like a vote at home component, maybe. Oh, I thought there was no vote at home for the voice. Mm. I thought that was a purely American Idol mm. thing. Hey, if anybody out there knows how the voice works, <laughs> let, let us know. It's really something we'd like to discuss with yeah. you. We're missing some yeah. key components, right? some key mechanics to the, yeah, big the time. show. Big time. Uh. All right, what do you got this week? Yeah. Um, so I've, I think I've talked about these in the past because once in a while I become um, for a short period of time extremely addicted to one 
free to play iOS game. Yes. And it rotates seasonally depending on what mm-hmm. I'm doing. But sure. I recently what's found hot, what's not. Oh my god. I recently found one that I'm just like so hooked on. And what is it? Talk to me. It's I think it's been out for a little while, but I just got it. It's Need for Speed, No Limits. And this Oh, this is an action game. It's an action game, action racing game, but it's like so perfect. They really nailed the formula for like uh like freemium freemium games on the yeah. iPhone because the graphics of this thing are just insane. Like Dynamite. I was on my phone, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe how good these cars look. What kind of phone are you rocking? I'm on I've got an older device too. I'm on a Seven, I iPhone think. seven, iPhone seven, it's really great. Hmm. But they, yeah, they've nailed on this formula. Not only is it visually stunning, um, controls are good, and the races are so short. It's like a minute, like a minute or less for these races. So I'm just like constantly pounding myself with like dopamine hits when I'm playing this thing. And they had this, and they had like the gameplay where. Whatever, there's ten gas, and you if you run out of gas, you can't play anymore. But they're right. they're so incredibly good at, at giving you have you, you zero, bring you down to one, and then refilling you. Here's the true question: Have you spent real money on in-app purchases? I have not, not Ooh, yet. Ooh, nice. Yeah, holding strong, right. holding strong. It's so tempting, but it is tempting. Yeah, I once when I was like. How old was I? I was like 24, maybe. Got addicted to this like motorcycle. You know, it was like a linear motorcycle trials game. Yeah, you do. Where the you had to like. And you do. You, yeah, you're. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Um, and you can upgrade your bike and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I got really hooked on that, and. It didn't go well in the end for me, basically. <laughs> I spent money on it, first of all. Like, Your card company had to call you for fraud charges. They're I spent like, an, an embarrassing amount of money on it. You're playing this game. <laughs> I'd say north of $50. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just so fucked. I was, like, living in D.C. on a job. And um, like I was, so I was like away from my girlfriend and I was living in DC in a hotel work, like working there. And I had no friends and nothing to do at night. <laughs> and I would spend all fucking night playing like MLB the league on my PlayStation and this fucking stupid motorcycle, like motorbike trials game uh-huh. and like dying over it. Basically. <laughs> I've never played another one since I got two invet I got two into it. Yeah. Yeah. It had to be deleted from my phone. Wow. Forcibly. Hey. By, by another person. At least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was rough. So be careful, basically. Be careful. Uh, yeah. I agree. I agree. But yeah, man. this one's been really good. I'm very deep. Yeah. Very deeply committed and not very deep in the game. So. Okay. We'll see next week, check in with me next week to see if my. Uh, I'm obviously definitely going to check in. If I've made week. any, if I've made any poor life choices. Yeah, my guess is no, but then the week after, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, speaking of stuff, I don't know. That was a terrible transition. 
talking about things. Um, okay, guess what, Daryl? Mm-hmm. L.A. is still the best location for these movies. It's amazing. It's yeah. like such good vibes. I agree. Yeah. Is there, yeah. A, is there a second place? I mean, I don't know. London is okay. Mm. Yeah, it's not great. They, they sort of bank on London pretty hard. It's just like a standby international locale. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I mean, the next movie's in New York. Yeah, like, fine. Sort of. I love New York as a city. Right. I don't know. It's the ideal Fast and Furious. It just, LA gives me the vibe of one. Mm-hmm. You know, like the culture. Like the kids and street racing. Yeah. You know, that's all I want. Yeah, Tokyo's pretty good. I feel like I... I Again, vibe and culture. Vibe and, and culture. backstory. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like LA in this movie didn't feel like the first one. It didn't have like the suburban scenes where they're whatever by the... Yeah, driving around wherever Dom lives, you know? It had a lot of like empty downtown stuff, which... Mm. To me, uh, it didn't really. It, to me, it didn't place me in um, in Los Angeles. I think number yeah. I think in original Fast and Furious, I feel placed yeah. in SoCal because of just the local stuff they put around. Like yeah. yeah, I mean, I get that, but when they're like chilling at thirteen twenty seven, yeah, always. It's it's fucking incredible, you know. And like even when Brian's taking his stupid kid and put him in the minivan. It's still like good vibes. Like I remember when these kids were young mm-hmm. and free. You know? 1327 now, is no more. And now 1327 is no more. But maybe they'll rebuild it. I don't know. They got mm. money, right? Right. It's possible. Um, what else you got? Mm. Oh, I had this down as... Oh yeah, best sequence is uh, is definitely the bus jump. Uh yeah, best yeah, that's a good one. Bus jump, but I noticed that when I was watching it, I was like, wait a minute. In order for this to happen, um, yeah, the bad guys had to put a bike rack on the front of the yep. tactical bus. They did. Well, they were thinking of you, Daryl. They were. They're saying, hey, we might need to pick up some cool guy walking around in this remote location in Azerbaijan. Yeah, well, they're very in eco-conscious, obviously. They're driving a bus. Which is why they chose a bus. Right. Um, and you never know if they're going to want to go for a nice little um, Azerbaijani, you know. Cruise. Uh, cruise, exactly. Yeah. Just cruise yeah. around, get off. I'm sure there's some nice lakes. Mm-hmm. Um, Baku is a weird city. I've been there strangely mm-hmm. and um you could ride your bike around there go to the world's largest kfc <laughs> really dude this yeah this kfc in baku azerbaijan is um i don't know what it is it's like an old soviet building or something it's like some enormous like co- there's a colonnade i mean it's crazy it's like all built out of stone and shit it's crazy mm-hmm. so y'all should check it out Google KFC Baku. Wow. Yeah. It's fucking nuts, yo. 
I didn't go in, but I saw it from the outside. Um, what else? Um, oh, I have one more. So I don't mm. know if we've ever confirmed this on the podcast, but um, in that same Azerbaijan scene, um, yeah. once uh, Dom and Ramsey get rammed off of the mountain and are being uh, chased uh, at speed by uh, Deckard, um, yeah. he, he does have one of those henchmen there. The one mm-hmm. who gets speared in the face. It's the same guy. I wrote this note also. Oh, you wrote that I saw too. it. It's the same guy as Too Fast, right? Yeah, I looked it up too. I was like, I yeah. feel like I, w- I wasn't it's sure. Guy. I confirmed it. It's him. John. Uh, would you give those guys about a mysterious box? Hey, fancy. About a cracker jack? About a mysterious box? Yeah, his name is John Senna Tiempo. Senna Tiempo. Yeah, he has a lot more lines in Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. yeah. He must be a professional stunt guy, though, right? You're, you're exactly right. He has, yeah. like, many, many stunt credits and a few. Yeah. I forget which ones they are now, but uh, TV series um, appearances. Totally, totally, totally. Um, yeah, I thought he did a great job flying into that tree trunk. Right. Right? Really good. Sold it. Very dead. Yeah, very dead. Right in the face. Speaking of that scene, um, I felt like watching this. Right, so they all have their like roles, right, in the action plan. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like they shield, harpoon, yes, karate expert, yes, that's correct. So Tej has to roll up in his like super bulletproof car and be a shield for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And then they all get in formation and push each other forward. And then um, what happens? One of them, two of them, like shoot the little explosives on the side. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Dom and Letty harpoon the back mm-hmm. and pull it, explodes, and they pull it off. And then they're like, all right, Brian, you're up. And Brian's fucking job is to <laughs> kick out the front of his window while his car is going 85 miles an hour. Which is not guaranteed. Was It wasn't guaranteed that that window was going to be broken to begin with. Correct. Right. And, and then climb out under the front of his car, keep steering in the correct direction because it's a windy-ass road, be pushed to the back of the bus, and then jump, leap onto the back, beat up all these fucking bad guys in there, and like rescue Ramsey. Yeah, close quarters quarters combat with extremely secret agents. (laughs) Leaning a little heavy on Brian in this operation is how I felt about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Y'all could give him a little bit of support. (laughs) The rest of them, like, just run away Mm -hmm. also. You know, like, Roman is literally flying in the air, scared. Yeah. Dom runs away to, like, distract Deckard Shaw, which... Is admirable, but is also like, dude, like get in this right now, yeah. you know? The main get in the main action over here. Then like Brian has to save their ass from the side machine guns that are like firing off, right? He right. like while he's kung fuing this fucking dude, <laughs> he's like smashing the big red buttons that apparently fire the machine guns <laughs> for yeah. some reason. Right. And then like and saving their ass and like shooting the cars around them. I mean, see, he's ama- he's doing some amazing work for the team. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it was a little too much on Brian's shoulders. Mm. 
Maybe he should have been riding with Letty or something. So yeah, I or would... maybe like Letty should have done it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you yeah. know? Maybe she was like, mm, no, just, just so you guys remember in Rio where uh, you left me on that gas tanker. It's sort of not my turn. Brian, have you been like, outside of a car recently? You're like, not since the first movie is sort of your turn, dog. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Fuck. Was he in a, outside of a car in two? Uh, he was hanging out of his car, um, trying to pull the electromagnetic spider thing. But that's yeah, he was, yeah, he was definitely outside of a car in five. He jumps off the train. Yeah, yeah, he does yeah. jump off the train. Okay, yeah. yeah. It was just so. like Brian. Brian, you're the best at this. Like, yeah, you're, you're the, the outside the car guy. You're so cool. You're so <laughs> calm. Like under pressure, we know you can deliver. Two precision drivers. Yeah, two precision drivers. Nobody got that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to get the hands dirty. Um, the cast breaking. I have a couple more notes. I'll just like run through some shit. Cool. The cast breaking, I think, is kind of great. Basically, like I hate the Rock, obviously, but like the like. Him breaking his own cast off is like a great oh, moment. Yeah. 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 Um, tree trunk guy. Uh, time to unleash the beast. This is another one of those, like, just like show me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When he sits in the lichen hyper fuck. Hyper sport. Yeah. And then like revs the engine. Like, I know what you're thinking that it's time to unleash the beast. Right. You don't also have to say it. It's a better moment if you just let us understand it. Mm -hmm. Rather than like fucking saying it all the time. Yeah. Right? Do it subtly. As you rev the engine, just very gently as you're let me, I got a little secret for you, Daryl. It's not subtle anyway without the dialogue. Yeah. Right? Right. We've had this whole conversation about... Um, his the dad or the dad him being a dad mm -hmm. and how like chasing like the highs and whatever and then we go to the fucking abu dhabi and he's like you're keeping a beast in a cage you know like his whole vibe we get it it's not fucking subtle mm -hmm. and then he crashes through this security door as if out of a cage mm-hmm I don't know why they have to also just like insert the line. Right. Yeah. Not needed. Not needed, man. Not needed. We get it, baby. They should, uh, they should just layer in the um, whatever, in the fake uh, car noises, just layer like a lion roar. Like as it's coming out, boom. I think they, they, they do. You think they do? Yeah. I feel <laughs> like I had, there was like a little animal. Thing happening in the, yeah. in the mix. Right? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Seems... yeah. It seems good, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like Roman is doing his great Roman stuff. <laughs> Shine as only Roman Pierce can do. Yeah. Get out of here, T Pain. My favorite part is when he goes, Toyo. 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 Um, 
Yeah. Fucking. That's about it for me. Right? Oh, the Dominican dude that Mia stays with? Mm-hmm. I want to confirm we've never seen this guy before, right? No, never. No, never. Okay. He's bad at acting. Ah. Uh, is he a mu- is he a music star? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who he is. Yeah, we should maybe find out. Yeah. Um because like there's if you watch that scene again where he gets to the house and they're having a conversation it's like, "Hey man, thanks for taking care of Mia," you know? That one. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like walking with Mia, talking to her about it, and he has his hand in his pocket, ready to take his phone out the entire time, <laughs> <laughs> because he's like practiced walking, saying his lines with Mia, and t- then taking his phone out and taking a call from Brian. Oh my god! It's you can see the entire oh mechanics run of the scene run through his head. It's pretty incredible, actually. Yeah, I've never seen anybody like really kind of blow it that hard in these series. <laughs> Even Lucas Black does a better job than that fucking dude. Lucas Black has chops. Uh, Lucas, no, that's false. <laughs> Lucas Black does not have chops. Damn a boy, sixty nine. Yeah, Bama Boy 69. Iggy Azalea maybe does a better job <laughs> than that dude. He's got to be in fucking something, right? I, uh, I don't know. I'll have to look him up. Yeah, I'm trying to find him quickly, but I'm not. It's not happening. Ooh. Was he a guy we know? No, Let's I couldn't know. find him. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for me, right? I think so. You good? I think we're good. All right. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash no one likes a tuna podcast. Uh, you can hit us on Twitter at mm-hmm. what are we? Nolt podcast? Yeah. N-O-L-T-T. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send us an email. No one likes a tuna podcast at gmail.com. Um, and you can visit, and if you'd like to make a charitable donation to our beautiful project here, you can you can visit our page on Patreon. Yeah, it's patreon.com slash no one likes a tuna podcast. I want to make clear, it's not a charitable donation. <laughs> it sort of is. It's a support. I'm posting content up there twice a week, at least. Nice. I posted a picture of like Kate Richardson, our friend from last week, mm-hmm. with some fly fish. Um, I'm doing a big write-up about the timeline that I'm going to post on there. You got early access to like YouTube videos and shit. Yeah, there's stuff on there. Speaking of fun content, I'm going to send you a thing right now. I just saw, for all you guys out there who eventually hear this, I was in Chinatown sort of walking around and I saw an advertisement for, it looks like Voss designer water. And it's uh, our friend Dwayne the Rock Johnson is on oh. this. Yeah, I guess they have ever they need print ads. Okay. Um, but they, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in this scene um, sitting with a Hawaiian shirt and barefoot with a friendly dog um, licking his face, and somebody okay. drew like a very very sinister eyebrow. And then um, vampire fangs on him, and it's 
I saw it and immediately I was like, I need to capture this. Do you, do you want to like pop it on the Patreon? Uh, I just sent it to you and I think people Obviously need to I will see it. Can I watch it? Oh my God. <laughs> it's kind of racist, right? I, I they like drew like a Chinese mustache on him. That's not a Chinese mustache. That's a vamp. Those are vampire teeth and angry eyebrows. I don't know, dude. There is a hardcore mustache on that motherfucker. That's not a mustache. That's dude. That's, look at the fucking thing. It's a mustache. Could be a mustache. Is not racist. Uh, whenever, whenever I have a pencil and I'm close to a uh, newspaper, I draw this face or similar on every face that I can. This is you. This is maybe you're the one with the problem, Daryl. I'm definitely not. I'm not responsible <laughs> for this specific act of vandalism. That you didn't do this one. <laughs> I didn't do this one. Oh, look, they drew a little pencil there, too. I wonder what that's for. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, I thought it was hilarious, and I saved the image specifically for this purpose. Sweet. We'll pop it up there. People can take a look at it. That's it for me. That's it. All right, man, I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Enjoy the rest of yours. Later. Bye.